What's up, guys? It's Friday, September 18th, 2020, and this is FritzCast. We're streaming live on all my platforms through Restream, and uh, so I'll skip I'll skip going over all of those. Uh, you already know, because you're, you're watching on one of them, probably. Uh, so Facebook, YouTube, uh, DLive, a couple other ones out there, too. Uh, it's been two weeks. Since I put out an episode, I actually, last week, I had recorded an episode uh, last Friday with um, with a gentleman from Twitter, uh, Joe Hartman, who is a libertarian running for state uh, senate seat, I believe it was. Uh, and me and him, we talked. We had a great conversation <laughs> for about an hour, and uh, I was doing it on Jitsi, which is this uh, nice little open source recording program kind of like zoom you know and um it only recorded and saved a minute and 24 seconds of it so that got scrapped and i i really i i apologize to him completely for it uh because uh some technical error happened between jitsi and it saving uh the file to dropbox which was you know probably dumb on my end especially considering i have software right in front of me OBS that can take what I'm doing on Jitsi and record it and whatever I'm you know you make mistakes uh so Joe Hartman will be rescheduled and we will have him on the show uh but great conversation with him uh very interesting fella Uh, a lot to talk about philosophically speaking libertarian wise uh which which is really where i hit it off with him um it it became so much less about uh the fact that he's a candidate running for office and more about what plays into being a a libertarian you know and his ideology and that's the stuff that i love that's the stuff that i eat up i you know it's it's fun to talk about campaign stuff a little bit uh not not so much now in the times of COVID because there's not much campaign stuff going on. Um, right now, especially on uh, four-year elections with presidential elections, uh, this is like the height of podcasting if you're in politics, if you talk about politics. Uh, this is where everything's going on, everything's happening, there's so much to go off of. And in, in COVID times, it's all kind of, you know, ugh. It's not, there's not big campaigns going on. There's not big campaign stops going on. Uh, that being said, though, I have to I have to say I think it's going to be in October. I think it's October first. Joe Jorgensen's coming to Delaware, coming to Wilmington, Delaware. Which uh, I've I'm going to tell you I'm I'm nerdy and all that. I signed up to to not only attend but to volunteer and help out. And I'm talking with the uh, Delaware coordination team about that. So. Uh, as I find out more about that, because details are a little lax right now, as I find out more about that, I will, uh, I'll let you guys know, might even, you know, have the phone juiced up, live stream, see if there's people to talk to there, you know, do a little, do a little Fritzcast look at, you know, one of these, you know, Joe Jorgensen bus events, and just in case it's coming to your city anytime soon, and you're thinking about checking it out, uh, I think it will be, a fun thing to look at, so uh, we'll we'll keep up on that. Um, you can see I, I'm toying around with some stuff too. Like down below, we have we have some text scrolling now. You know, this is this is not uh, this is not not high tech. 
All right, it's not, but it's just the normal stuff that I give you. The uh, some of the websites, uh, you know, some advertisements. You know, we need a. I need people to to subscribe. I need people to like, share. Uh, if it's something that you're digging, uh, because it's helpful. So you know, every little bit counts. And I'm working on some graphics and stuff to have up to. Um, this one's gonna look kind of goofy. I was working on it. I'm trying to get like a lower graphic image down below. This is what I got. See, I have to peek my head up. I'm gonna to have to redesign it completely uh, because if I try to, uh, you know, have it cover the entirety of the screen, it it takes up like more than the lower third. I'm not good with. I'm still toying with this crap. All right, I'm still an amateur when it comes to this. Cut me some slack. All right, for real. Cut me some slack. Uh, so last week the bungled episode, obviously that that kind of sucks, but. My daughter did turn uh, one last Saturday, I think it was. That was the 12th. Yep. Yep. Uh, so she turned one, and I did a big blog post about that at uh, FritzCast. Frit database. I forget the freaking website now. <laughs> That's my database. Um, I'll have that linked in uh, the show notes when this goes up as the podcast. Uh which will be tonight slash tomorrow, and then it'll get shared. So uh, it is on my Twitter if you're following my Twitter. In fact, uh, I can pull it up right now. Might as well pull it up right now. Um, just because I feel like a dork that I don't remember what the link is. But that's beside the point. It'll it'll be <laughs> it'll be in the show notes. Um, but uh, just to give you, uh, not to read it entirely or give away everything that I wrote on it entirely, um, it, uh, it's been insane to, to think that uh, I've gone a whole year as a father uh, and that, that, you know, she has turned one. FritzCast.net, that's what it is. Go to the Chrome window. There it is. FritzCastDatabase.wordpress.com. Maybe one of these days I'll pay to get you know a web domain, so it'll just be FritzCast.com, and I'll have all your FritzCast.com needs uh, or whatever. I'm not going to read this in, in the entirety, but you can get some, you know, some very rarity pictures. I don't like to share too many pictures. Uh, of my daughter out there just because internet and social media is forever but there's something that you get for for her she loves the lion king absolutely loves the lion king um so we got our lion king literally everything uh and that was me mere maybe like an hour or two after she was born um which the, the very defining moment this this moment is burned into my head um the, the exact emotions I felt for that picture burned in my head, burned in my heart. Never will forget uh, that moment at all. Uh, but in there, I recall, and in the database, if you don't follow my database, I, I tout it out there for you know the parents, for you parents out there, for you people interested. You know, you, get, you have to go out of your way to go to it. Um, I try not to tout it out there. I like it's not a tell-all. It's not going to tell you how to be the world's best dad because uh, 
uh, you know, face it, I'm still learning how to do this stuff too. But it, it's just a little recollection of the past year of her life. Um, you know, some of her milestones and stuff. You know, we, we went to the, her doctor's appointment today and, uh, Every doctor's appointment we've gone to, the doctor said the same thing. You know, your, your kid's healthy. You're doing everything right. Don't stress about, uh, you know, if, if don't stress about if if you're doing good uh, because you are. Uh, so, but I'm rambling. Let me get back to my point here. Uh, the, the fact that it's been a year is insane. And I guess part of that is because 2020's, you know, been full of suck with with COVID and now presidential campaigns going on. Uh, you know, breaking news just now, just within the last hour, uh, it's been reported that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has uh, passed away, which, you know, now the whole Internet's going to be on fire for that. Uh, but COVID, everything seemed to, like, slow down to a crawl. It, like, a lot of people look at 2020 and think it has lasted like 40 years already. Uh, and if that's the case, I mean, it's just, I, I look at how it's been a year since my daughter's been uh, born, a whole year of development, on, you know, that she's gone through. And it's been fun to watch. That's why I blog about it a little bit. And I think, I think probably not every single episode of Fritz Cast, but a, a lot of episodes. I probably at some point end up talking about her uh, and or, or you know something about fatherhood uh, because I love it. I mean, this is it's great. It's it's great. Is it for everybody? No, it's not for everybody. I'm not I'm not that guy that goes around and saying you know what you guys need to do. You need to have a kid. Um, I'm actually quite the opposite because there's a lot of times where you know people ask me and I go. Eh, you kitten I don't know I don't know so that's just something to throw out there if, if it piques your interest you know go check it out you can read up all about my kid which I just said I try to keep that private but not on that front uh, so last week if I had an episode it would have been an awesome uh, it would have been an awesome interview with, with Joe Hartman so, Joe, if you're listening, we're already plotting to uh, redo it, and there's a specific thing that you talked about that I want to hit up on. But one of the things that came into my mind uh, for the episode this week, and uh, sometimes this gets like, I, you know, I don't know if I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, I don't know if if you feel as tired as I do sometimes, because face it, sometimes it's, the world can just be tiring depending on what's going on. Uh, and sometimes looking over, you know, news article after news article, story after story, some things just get tiring. Like you get just you, you get drained, so drained to to the point where, you know, I sat down and I thought like, over the course of this past week, with how busy some of the things have been at home and all that, like you get to a point where you're like, uh, you know, I don't know if I even want to sit down in front of my webcam. And do this thing. I don't. I don't know if I want to do an episode this week. And I think when you get to those points, you you really have to start. You know, maybe it's a maybe it's a moving away from current events and focusing on something else. Uh, finding a topic 
uh, or a subject that, you know, I mean, related to what your show is, politics, you know, but from a completely different angle, you know, or just a solitary focus. And it just so happened that it landed in my lap yesterday. I thought about doing a live stream yesterday to make it just a teensy bit more relevant. Uh, but yesterday was uh, Constitution Day, which if, you, if you're not a political, savvy, nerdy type of person, you probably hear it's Constitution Day and go, ah, oh, it's just one of those. It's like National Pizza Day, you know? Who cares? If you're interested in it, you take something away from it. Uh, if you're not, it's whatever. You don't really care. Uh, but considering it's the Constitution, uh, I think that libertarians especially have a, have a unique position to talk about the Constitution of the United States. And there's a reason why I believe that we have a unique position because number one, you, you it's being in the libertarian camp is like you can't find two libertarians that think alike or agree on you know anything fully. It was so interesting being on Twitter, being on Facebook, and interacting with some of the other libertarian people that I interact with, seeing their takes on the Constitution uh, because. There's, there's a whole swath of libertarians that think that the Constitution is, uh, you know, a failed document and just antithetical to libertarianism. You have a whole other wave of uh, what I call libertarian constitutionalists who, uh, who have those core tenets of libertarianism, but they also have that respect and uh, admiration for the Constitution and what it should be there you know and then there's the idea of what is the constitution what is it supposed to be uh and what is it now today um there, there there's lots of different angles that you could take over the constitution uh and it's just it's amazing how many different viewpoints you can get on this uh a wide variety of different thoughts and opinions on this, and forgive me, I'm looking for uh, a quote that I want to throw in here. I think I found it. Yep. So that'll that'll be in the mix too. So when people ask me about the Constitution, I think. Uh, I'm torn, and I'm torn because, I'll tell you, I go back and I listen to past episodes of FritzCast. I, I do this periodically, you know, probably probably once a week I'll pull up an episode of FritzCast that I did in years prior, um, and the fact that I've been running this since 2015, that's a lot of material that you can gloss through uh, if, if you're ever feeling up for a daunting challenge. Uh, go back and listen from episode one all the way up till now. You're going to waste so many hours of your life. Uh, but there's there's hidden gems all throughout there. Uh, that's what I try to do, though. I try to, like, when, you know, I, I tie it into stupid hashtags, like Throwback Thursday. Everybody, you know, people show pictures of themselves from 10 years ago or whatever. I pull up a podcast episode from 2016, 2017, 2018. 
and I, I tried just to find a little snippet that sounds interesting. Uh, I, I listened to one not that long ago where I remember talking about the Constitution of the United States, and I said something along the lines of, I'm not a constitutionalist, and it took me... It, uh, Sometimes your own words can take you by surprise. You will stop and you will say, "Wait, I said that. I did what? What?" Was... I listened and I said, "I wasn't a constitution. Uh, I, I wasn't a constitutionalist." And I said, "I was a declarationist." And it, it's because I have a lot of respect for the Declaration of Independence. Uh, you know. One second. I said I was a declarationist because, uh, you know, there's certain things in the Declaration of Independence that just, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which, by the way, that's a phrase that Joe Biden couldn't, say. Um, I believe he sat in front of his microphone going, we hold these truths, you know the thing. Um, That's beside the point. It also says that governments are established among men to secure these rights. I said I'm a declarationist because the Declaration of Independence, as a statement against England and, and this declaration of we are separating from you, it states that we hold those truths to be self-evident that they're just that these things just are and that people have unalienable rights rights that are unquestionable they are they are not granted by the government and this is where i have you know this is where i have hang-ups with the constitution in a sense um because a lot of people on constitution day when when you ask them, you know, hey, you have a favorite part of the Constitution, which is, you know, a very nerdy question to ask somebody. Uh, they will say, a lot of people will say the Bill of Rights. They'll say the Bill of Rights, you know, you, you know, your First Amendment, you know, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, uh, freedom to peaceably assemble and protest. Uh, they'll start naming off all the other amendments: Second Amendment, right to bear arms, uh, you know, Fourth Amendment, uh, right to privacy and protection. When it comes to the Bill of Rights, I don't, uh, I have a lot of hang-ups on the Bill of Rights because there's a very rich history in the Constitution, what went into playing and making the Constitution. The Bill of Rights was a, uh, was a compromise, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to play a clip from, um, Ben Sass that I want to play off of. So let's bring up the Chrome window. Uh, we'll play the Joe Biden thing in a little bit. This is what it is. Listen to this. The Constitution is not some list of the limited rights that the people have, because in our system, the government is limited and the people's rights are limitless. And the founders back in Philadelphia in 1787 and 1789, they had a big long debate about this. And they said, well, this is tough because people are always used to having their rights listed. Shouldn't we list them? 
And they said, no, we will not list them. We will not put the rights in the document because if we put the rights in the document, at some point the list will end and people will assume that is the end of their rights. And so there was a picture that they had in their mind. Imagine a tiny little island surrounded by a giant ocean. Throughout human history, people have believed that the island is your rights and the ocean is the powers of government. And the American founders said this picture is exactly backwards because the island is the little set of enumerated powers that we the people give the government and the ocean is the limitless rights of people who were created with dignity. And yet they said, wait a minute, if we don't list them at all, might people get confused? Let's list a few. And so as a compromise, they said, well, outside the document, let's add the Bill of Rights. So think about this. The first 10 amendments are not in the Constitution proper. The Constitution is just enumerated powers for the government. But then in the Bill of Rights, they said, let's list a few rights just so no one's confused. In fact, we'll start with the most important one. We'll, we'll rank order them. Okay, what should we list first? Let's list the most important thing. What's listed first? Religion and speech and press and assembly and the right of redress of grievances. It's a dog's breakfast. It's a laundry list. They couldn't list just one thing first because again they wanted to scream and the structure of their document screams all the rights are the people's. And so then when you go through the second amendment near and dear to all of our hearts here, when you get to the ninth and tenth amendment, what do they conclude by saying? There's no end to this list. The ninth and tenth amendments say any right not listed here is still a right for the people. And any power not given to the federal government here is still a power that the federal government doesn't have. Now that, when I first heard that little uh, speech, if you will, from Ben Sass, it really put some perspective into my mind that, you know, and there's, I'm not going to go into some of the more nuanced, you know, bits here, uh, because there's a lot of history that you can dive into. There's a lot of different angles that you can go off of, and there's a lot of information to go off of. But they were reluctant to make a bill of rights. They were reluctant to do that because when you start listing out rights in a document, it seems as though it gives the vibe that these rights are what are being granted by the government, and that is not the system that America was founded on. Not from the Constitution, not in the Bill of Rights, and certainly not from the document that started it all, the Declaration of Independence. It says inalienable rights. You, these are rights that you have, and not only that, but when we talk about this, many people just see it in this tunnel vision, uh, you know, kaleidoscope of America. That's not what the words state. The words state that they're unalienable right. These are rights that everybody had, not just Americans, the world. This is what mankind, people, are born with. These are rights that people have. Governments don't grant them. Governments are made to attempt to protect them. And I think it's very important to analyze these things with that scope of with that frame of mind in inside that scope because all too often I think in in debates when I get into ideological debates with people all too often it becomes a you know the government should do this the government should do that and uh, you know again 
the American founding was not on a founding of these are, you know, we're going to make lists upon lists of things that we believe that the federal government should handle. Listen to what he said about the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. Okay, the Ninth Amendment. I got to pull it up. I really do. Just so I get just so I get the passage right. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Basically, the Ninth Amendment at its heart says yeah, we, we started a list of rights, but just because we did doesn't mean that this is the end-all, be-all. Uh, really, as, as Ben Sass said, those rights are unlimited. Uh, uh, they're unlimited rights of the people. Uh, and the documents at their core, uh, the Constitution is drafted up to pretty much define... How the government is run and what power the government does have and in what circumstances the government has that power. That's why I want to give you this next clip from Mike Lee. Perhaps most importantly, it reminds them that government isn't everything. Government is just the official collective use of coercive force. It's nothing more than that. And the Constitution consists of a set of rules about how official collective force may and may not be utilized. A, a document of, of unique genius, I think you believe. Yes, of unique genius written by wise men who I believe were raised up by God to that very purpose. Uh, these were unusually gifted individuals who happened to be living on the same part of the same planet at the same time. We're very fortunate that they were brought together at that time uh, in defense of liberty. They really, uh, most of them, I think, had relatively little to gain from the revolutionary effort and then later from the constitutional effort, other than the fact that they wanted a land that would be better for their posterity. Certainly would have been easier for them in many respects for them to have come up with a different, more efficient system of government. Uh, and it probably would have inured to their political and financial benefit to have concentrated power uh, more than they did. Instead, they dispersed it, which is exactly what needed to happen. Yeah. I, I sort of pined for the days when our political leaders would put a little skin in the game. And in this case, they were putting their heads on the block. Yes. And I, th I think few people that don't know the history appreciate that they were sacrificing everything, their property, their, their families, and potentially their lives if, if King George got a hold of them. Yeah, absolutely. This was their uh, their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor, and that there was no exaggeration to say that. In those moments in particular, it would have been tempting to fall for uh, what my wife and I have come to call emergency socialism, which is also known as socialism. I mean, any time government exceeds its bounds and starts doing things that government can't do and government isn't supposed to do, it's always under the guise of an emergency. There is always an emergency that is at the heart of a drift in that direction. And that's why the Constitution's never been imp more important than it is right now. That was from Kibbe on Liberty. It's actually an episode that's coming 
that's forthcoming if it's not already up uh, it will be shortly uh, but that's the constitution the constitution is, is not a, a granter of rights it's, it's, it's one of the biggest things that I just don't I can't wrap my head around when people talk about your rights uh, because they don't come from the government in fact history would tell us American history would tell us uh, that that has failed on so many different levels uh, if you if you honestly think about it um, it has the government the United States government throughout the years has been used and abused those rights even though it is a document drafted to protect rights of the individual history doesn't live up to that history really doesn't live up to that and um, that's why I want to play that's, that's why when we talk about Constitution Day it can't just be all rainbows and butterflies it can't just all be positive talk we have to acknowledge the shortcomings and the failings some of the utter failings think about that this is one of my favorite speech this is one of my favorite clips from a speech uh, that I'm about to share for, with you right now this one all we say to America is be true to what you said on paper <laughs> if I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. That much is true. And that's why when we talk about it, it can't just all be positive. We really do have to acknowledge the failings throughout the years and it it hasn't stopped now. There's been fights on the floor of the House and the Senate from some of the people that I've already played. Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, Mike Lee... Justin Amash uh, against how America's been conducting war for the past 20 years. Uh, uh, data collection, your Fourth Amendment rights are always under threat by agencies like the NSA, uh, the TSA, uh, so many others. And there's so many other abuses as well. And it's just amazing to me that a document that was drafted to define and limit those powers of the federal government, specifically the federal government, too. You'll notice the Tenth Amendment, I believe, states that uh, anything not listed in this document is 
still a right of the people or a right to the states for their authority. And it's just amazing because America today is far and removed from, from any of that. When we talk about America today, we talk about it's straight national. It is straight national, not a state-by-state-by-state-by-state basis, um, which, considering how large America is, uh, and it's amazing that the founding, at the founding of, of America, they thought at this level, with only 13 colonies becoming states, about the need for the states to be empowered and not the federal government to have its hand in everything, and now the federal government has its hand in almost everything, and the states seem far, far less powerful and significant. And it's amazing because when you talk to people, when you talk to people about national elections going on, they know everything about it. You ask them about their local elections, though, you really have to dig deep to get to those people talking about their local elections. It's rather crazy. Um, when you think about it, uh, but let me uh, last clip. Promise, small one too. Thomas Massey, Congressman Thomas Massey says his favorite part is the Ninth Amendment. It says just because we have listed some of your rights here in the Bill of Rights and in the Constitution, that's not an exhaustive list. It says that all of the rights are yours. Congressman Justin Amash says his favorite part is... The Equal Protection Clause. You can't uh, pass laws that don't apply equally to everyone. Senator Mike Lee chose the Tenth Amendment, which gives most government power to the states or the people. States do stupid things too. Sure they do. But the difference is, with a state, you can turn it around a lot faster. Charles Kirk, who... I don't want to hear about Charles Kirk. I'm sorry. I didn't even want that bit to come up, but uh, I wanted to play them last couple of clips too because the ninth, really the Ninth Amendment, you ask me every Constitution Day when I see it on, online, what's your favorite constitutional amendment? I see so many people. The first, the, 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 the second, the right to bear arms. Uh, you know, they list off a bunch of them. I always list off the ninth because to me, in spirit, the ninth suggests that hey, we started listing this stuff because we kind of had to. We, ha we, we had to come to a compromise and start listing rights. But really, in all reality, you have a lot of rights. We couldn't possibly list them all. And I think that's the spirit of it. So, Constitution Day. What, what do you guys think about this? I actually asked this on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, so let's go back to Chrome Split real quick. Uh, because it's not where I want to be. I want to be here where I, uh, hey, look, there's the Periscope where we're live. Uh, I asked this the other day. I asked this yesterday, in fact. Uh, it was after those polls, though. Uh, the, 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 Oh, there it is right there. I think tomorrow I'll be taking to my live stream and talking a little bit about the Constitution. Here I am. I'm doing it. Promise fulfilled. You should probably vote for me when I start running for president in a couple years. Uh, what are your thoughts? Flawed yet necessary? A standard? A favorite passage or amendment? So we have Jimmy Davis from the Moderate Podcast saying, 
we might need to get familiar with the 12th and 20th amendments. I'll let you guys look that one up, get where he's going out with that. Uh, someone else, uh, one of my buddies from Sarcasm and Liberty. Best attempt so far at a free society, but not a legally binding document. I'll play why in a minute. That's what I searched earlier. Uh, Joe Hartman, who we will have on the show eventually and actually make sure it records. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Ron Paul's farewell speech to Congress is an excellent critique of the Constitution. Dr. Paul was one of the few who actually lived up to the oath to support and defend the Constitution. His quotation here, Our Constitution, which was intended to limit government power and abuse, has failed. Uh, Bob DeCostanzo, need to eliminate those elastic clauses. And Kimberly Phillips, since nothing is perfect, I'll go with flawed yet necessary. And that's how I feel about it. I feel that it is flawed but necessary. And sneak peek on one of the next topics that's going to be coming up, because I asked this in a poll too, and I'm still getting results from that. And I'm still compiling research on it too. Uh, but we'll go back to the Chrome, Chrome split one more time. Uh, the Electoral College, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to read this entire thread because you can see it's a long one. Uh, but uh, the, electrical, the Electoral College, the Electrical College? Yeah, hook them up, strap them, throw the switch. Electoral College, uh, in short, is organized on precisely the same principle as the United States Congress and for precisely the same reason. Neither institution recognizes population alone as the exclusive measuring rod for democratic legitimacy. That's something else that we're going to have to talk about in the coming weeks. Is uh, I always see this, electoral college. People want to just up and ban the electoral college and go, most, most people I hear say popular vote only. I hate that. I hate that. I'm not going to go into it why now because... I'm getting ready to wrap this episode, and that would be a tirade that we just don't need right now. But if we're going to change away from the Electoral College, we should probably analyze other voting styles. I think it's perfectly fine to question... Is the Electoral College the best method? I know why people say yes. I know why those people that staunchly defend it say that. But the times have changed because we have not stayed staunch and true to original intentions, such as the Constitution, where people think, hey, let's just throw an amendment in the Constitution so that we can have this law or we can have this thing provided by the government, and boom, we're good. Uh, uh, fundamental misunderstanding of the Constitution. Now we're where we're at today, where I argue the Constitution has been whipped, battered, beaten, weakened, and uh, nullified in some cases. Uh, with the Electoral Colleges will come into play, we'll save it when we talk about voting and voting systems. Uh, but the Electoral College mimics, as it says, Congress, Things have changed since those times, including the fact that we popular vote for senators, which originally was not set up that way, which a lot of people are surprised to hear. So that's something that we'll dive into a little more nuance when I do the voting episode, which will be coming in a couple weeks. I'm actually, 
if you're out there and you have thoughts uh, or people that you think I should talk to about voting systems, the Electoral College, or anything from a historic perspective on that or a new approach perspective of, of checking out different voting systems and all that, send them my way uh, because I would love for it to be even more than just a me episode. I'd love other people to be involved in that as well uh, because, it's, it's, it, you know, to people so easily just say, hey, it should be popular vote, should be popular vote, should be popular vote, and that's not what we're based on. That's not that's not how any of our government is based, and it's just kind of bad policy anyway. It goes into mob rule, and I don't like that. I think a lot of people need to question and not like that too. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, uh, guys, for, for checking it out. And for those of you who are checking it out on the podcast form, thanks for listening too. I know I don't. I don't have set times for live streams yet. I don't. Uh, I don't block out a time and make it a big event thing. So people come and go as as they will uh, on evenings like this for this kind of show. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll straighten that out a little bit more. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at fritzqs, uh, Facebook.com/slash thefritzcast. It's uh, it's actually below. It's been been below this whole time scrolling and you can email me at fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com which I love getting email f- emails from you guys talking about what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show uh, so I can change those things. Uh, guest suggestions you guys have actually hooked me up with some some good people in the past uh, and uh, you know participation as well. People have sent me links, people have sent me um Links, uh, uh, cited sources, uh, materials to check out. I love it all. So please, please, please keep it up. Love you guys. And the final thing that I can ask of you right now, if you liked this, there's a share button probably right under whatever you're watching this on. Uh, Or you can find me on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, what have you, for the audio stuff. All I ask is that... uh, you click some stars, leave a little review, and share it with some buddies uh, because that helps grow the show. So that's going to do it for me. I hope you guys have a good weekend, and I'll see you guys next week when we do this again. <laughs>